From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, June 7th. At the Grand County School District office, Superintendent Taryn Kay is walking around, tidying papers, printing things out. What is going on right now? <laughs> um, everything. <laughs> uh, it's graduation week, so today particularly is kindergarten graduation, sixth grade. I'm meeting with her at a time of celebration. But for Grand and many other school districts across the country preparing for the end of their year, it's been kind of a bumpy last couple weeks. That's because just two weeks ago, 19 children and two teachers were killed during a mass shooting at an elementary school in Texas. According to the Associated Press, it was the deadliest school shooting in the U.S. since the Sandy Hook massacre a decade ago. I think it's scary every time something happens because you think, oh, I hope that's never us or never me. But you know that wherever that happened, those people felt the same way. Over 300,000 U.S. students have experienced gun violence at school since the Columbine High Massacre in 1999. That's according to the Washington Post, whose reporters have spent years tracking how many children have been exposed to gun violence during school hours. They found that children who witness the violence or even have to hide from it can be profoundly traumatized. Let's make them heroes. Senators, Senators, please please act. act. Don't look away. Yesterday, hundreds of students led a rally in Washington, D.C., urging lawmakers to act on gun safety laws. They want federal measures like a ban on assault weapons. Federal lawmakers are also discussing expanding background checks and increasing the minimum gun purchasing age. But experts say some of these proposals are not likely to get out of the Senate. And that can make people feel powerless against gun violence in this country. Seeing that it just keeps happening. I think that's part of the disappointment, right? Like, there's this horrific event that happened, and nothing's being done about it. Ariel Atkins is a member of Grand's school board and a parent. She says she's really been affected by the school shooting in Texas. I think it's just, you know, mass shootings happen. Uh, Lots of gun violence happens. And... um, I think it just hits really hard when it's really little people. (laughs) I think parents are grieving this situation. They're scared. Atkins is encouraging her fellow school board members to discuss school safety at their next board meeting. That's tomorrow. She says she just wants to have a discussion to get a better understanding of existing resources, where they could do better or advocate for change. I'm asking for a dialogue around it because I think I just need more clarity. I'm sick of just waiting for, like, the, the state or the federal government to make decisions. We can only do what we can change, like, within our community. Not that she hasn't tried. The night of the school shooting in Texas, Atkins wrote a plea to state policymakers, demanding they translate their thoughts and prayers into action and change. One Utah lawmaker recently opened a bill to raise the minimum firearm buying age in the state from 18 to 21. But he acknowledged the difficulty of passing a gun control measure like this in Utah. A January study by Every Town for Gun Safety found Utah lacks every foundational gun violence prevention law. This includes things like universal background checks. A 2021 poll found that 65% of Utahns support that measure. 
but the Utah legislature hasn't moved to adopt it. We're a citizen body that has like a slightly larger mouthpiece than your average citizen. And so at the very least, we can utilize that um, as strongly as we can. Grand County Commissioner Josie Kovash. Tonight, the commission will vote on approving a letter urging state and federal representatives address gun violence. The letter demands background checks with all gun sales, increasing the age to purchase a semi-automatic weapon, and funding schools for threat assessment programs and mental health professionals. So I think if the commission can sort of express a community sentiment in something like a letter, uh, you know, I mean, it's a start. It's certainly not the only thing that can be done, but especially for us not being able to legislate gun control locally, it definitely feels like a necessary start to just say, hey, as a community, this is where we stand and we are lobbying you to hear us and to consider the same things. Kovash says something needs to shift. Gun violence has become normalized in this country, she says, but it absolutely should not be. Gun violence is horrific in general, but um, we just need to remember that like elementary school-aged children are in the crosshairs, and that should just not even be a possibility. Uh, not only as a police chief, but as a parent, uh, I, I would want my kids to be able to go to school, our kids in our community to go to school and feel safe and be safe. We should be able to send kids to be educated and not have to worry about something happening to them while they're there. New Moab City Police Chief Jared Garcia. Since he took the top job at the department in May, he says he's already had many conversations about school safety. The police department, school district, and other public agencies meet monthly for a clinical safety meeting. But there's also been an incident his department has investigated. Late last month, they became aware of threatening social media posts from a student who attends Moab's elementary school. After looking into it, the police did not believe there was an imminent threat to any students, but they encouraged all community members to report any concerning activity to law enforcement. Sometimes threats are people are are seeking attention. Sometimes they're frustrated and and they're lashing out. But we always have to be concerned that they're going to actually move forward with the threat of violence. And so... As a police department, we can't take any threat lightly. You know, it's, it's, our, it's our job to be involved. It's our job to be aware. It's our job to uh, actively investigate anything that is a potential threat to our public and to our children. Garcia says he's working on implementing threat assessment protocols with local detectives. He says there's additional training coming for all law enforcement in the area related to major incidents. And he'd also like to hire a social worker. In the future, I'm hoping to add... Uh, social worker in the department that can help us to follow up on those individuals that maybe maybe they've made a threat because they have mental health challenges. Maybe we have kids in the community that have been bullied. You know, there are so many different things that can trigger um, an act of violence. And I think it's important that we really are forward thinking, look for opportunities to engage those individuals and hopefully prevent or mitigate any any threats. And again, as police agencies, it's important for us to train and prepare for the worst case scenario. And that's absolutely what we're going to do moving forward. Chief Garcia hopes community members feel comfortable bringing any concerns to the department. Superintendent Kay says she just wants Moab students to feel safe coming to school. But when they hear about all these incidences that are happening at schools, I think it makes everyone feel less safe, even though our schools are as safe as we can possibly make them. She says the district has a, quote, robust emergencies plan. There's school therapists in every building and those monthly clinical safety meetings. But she gets frustrated because she says there's more that can be done to keep kids safe in Utah schools. 
I think it's immensely frustrating for educators of all, whether they're classroom teachers or um, paraprofessionals or therapists or administrators, because it feels like our elected leaders won't take the steps they could choose to take to help us all be safe. I think there's ample research that places that have done things like um, disallowed assault weapons and required universal background checks, just simple measures that should not be very difficult to put in place. There are other places who've done those things and seen a huge decrease in the amount of gun violence. Yet in America, where seemingly poll after poll says most people favor common sense gun safety measures, our elected leaders who are supposed to be representatives of the people choose to continue to do nothing. And I get frustrated because I just want to know how many. How many does it take? I think one's too many. Grand County's Board of Education will discuss school safety at their meeting tomorrow, Wednesday. You can find the agenda of that meeting, as well as the Grand County Commission's letter related to gun violence, in the show notes of today's news. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, June 7th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.